Welcome to the Redeeming Roots Podcast, hosted by me, Megan Barrett. One thing I've learned in my own life and from the women I've coached is that when things aren't going the way you want, there's a reason. The truth that most people don't know is that your unconscious beliefs are hiding beneath every decision in your life and are directly responsible for creating your results. Here on the podcast and inside my coaching programs, we dig deep to get to the root of what's happening, not only to heal the past, but to rewrite the script. So whether you want to grow your own business, become a more patient mom, or just heal your past wounds and live into the real you, I'm here to guide you towards a life that's rooted in love, truth, and authenticity, where you are able to fully trust and lean into your own intuition. Thanks for being here. Let's dig into today's episode. Okay, so welcome to the Redeeming Roots podcast. This is a special episode because I have my first interview here. Um, I have Megan Blacksmith, who is a holistic health coach, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, speaker. She's NLP trained and is a mindset ninja. So she's the co-founder of Zesty Ginger with Dr. Alex and the Zesty Ginger podcast. So she trains coaches, practitioners, and leaders with the tools for faster inner transformation without fighting themselves along the way through functional NLP, which is a combination of the principles of NLP, functional medicine, and compassionate coaching. So welcome, Megan. Um, I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Two Megans. I am honored to be your first guest. Yes. So you are, like I said, the first interview on the Redeeming Root podcast. So congratulations. (laughs) And it seems fitting because one, we are both Megan B, (laughs) which is hilarious. And if it weren't for you and Dr. Alex putting on the trainings that you do, I would not have the skill set that I now have. And I would not have even launched this podcast. So it's like a full circle. So thank you so much for being the first interview on the, the podcast. Well, that's very exciting to us, Megan, because our whole thing over at Zesty is that as we see people up level, like what's happening with their physical bodies and get their health back. So we started in the health space, but as we see them get their health back, then we see them being willing and open and ready to do something in the next level, right? That's when they're like, I'm going to start the podcast. I'm going to write the book. I'm going to become a coach. I'm going to start the nonprofit. So Watching that play out with you has been uh, very exciting and exactly the path that we hope for people. That's amazing. So um, a little bit about this podcast, it is brand new. So um, for anyone who's new in this episode, or if you're, if you're not new to this episode, it's still pretty new. So it's called the Redeeming Roots Podcast. And on the podcast, we're talking about what it means to dig deep and not only identify what's going on underneath like your surface level problems, but also how to heal it. So I have this metaphor of like, if you're living in a house and you start to see cracks on the wall, uh, maybe the, the windows stop closing all the way, the doors aren't closing. You can, you can choose to either just be like, oh, that's weird. And just kind of make it work like, oh, that window doesn't close anymore. Cool. Or you can approach it as that's weird. Let's figure out what's going on under the surface. And, you know, you may have like a foundation issue in your house. So um, I'm going to use those words like the cracks, like what are the cracks that you saw? Um, That's kind of the, the, the language that I like to use. Um, so for you, Megan, you've been a health coach and FDN for years. Now you train other coaches 
through like processing their own stuff and training them to do the work that you do. And it's a really beautiful progression. Before we get into the experience of you now in your current role, I'm really curious for you personally, like what were those cracks that you were seeing in your day-to-day life or your business or wherever they started showing up that prompted you to start digging deeper into like what was going on under the surface? Well, I had a lot of cracks, Megan. I had a very (laughs) cracky house. (laughs) And luckily, I have found the tools for those cracks because I'm not quite sure where that would have led. So my journey started with a physical health crack in that postpartum when my, after my first daughter was born, who is now 12, I went down really hard. I like to say I fell off the postpartum cliff, like the hormone cliff of just into the abyss where I was having anxiety attacks on the floor. I was so depressed. I wanted to break my arm to not go into work. I just was looking to get, to get out honestly, in any way I could. I just really did not believe that this is how people could feel after having a baby because I looked around and people had more than one. So this didn't seem normal. Although all my conventional lab was normal. And my doctor said, you um, are in good health. You're not overweight. It's just, this is just how it is after having a baby. Luckily, Megan, I did not listen to that. And I did actually listen to my intuition and I didn't at first, it took me a while because what we've found with the people we work with is that they'll be told something like this and it doesn't have to be health. Maybe it's in their business as well. And they don't feel that that's really right for them but that's what's being told to them conventionally, or that's what, that's what other people are saying. And so being able to recognize like, this isn't actually my truth and something else is going on and I'm going to do something about it is what our whole goal is for all the people we work with to start to identify when it's not the thing that you personally feel, maybe somebody else that worked for them, but what works for you? And so the journey for the physical health journey took me deep into holistic health. Like you said, I became a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I became a health coach at the time I was a mechanical engineer and had no plans of getting into the the health business and life lifed. And I ended up taking a, you know, a hard right around the, the back of the house to find something different. And in the process I found that there were a lot more layers to this than I realized. It wasn't just about my physical health. So as I'm learning about like that, my water matters and my food matters and what I put on my skin matters. This was all new to me, completely new to me. I'd never had any health concerns growing up or up until this point, I was what 27. So to all of a sudden have my, what I saw as my body falling apart or just having these symptoms that I had never experienced, a whole world was open to me. And I started layer by layer. Some people come in at the food level. Some people come in at like the belief or spiritual work or whatever it is, and then end up in the food. I feel like we all have our entry, but I came in at the food level, nutrition, the body, what we put on the body. And we dug deep into hormone health. I mean, our podcasts were rebranding to be becoming zesty, but the name of it has been in the past, the four phase cycle podcast. We became really obsessed about understanding female hormones and how that works in the body, because we saw a difference between men and women. We saw a difference between what the world was saying works for some people. And then with women, 
it didn't because there was this ebb and flow and each month was different and each week was different. And we started to recognize how much that cycle played into productivity and how much that cycle played into the thoughts we were thinking and how hard we were on ourselves. So it just kept going. It just kept deep digging deeper. And, um, Eventually, I ended up in a place that I do think is my true passion and calling is finding and understanding when people have limiting beliefs that are stopping them. And I naturally, Megan, just and maybe you know this just from interacting, but I naturally can help people find those. It's just something I grew up doing. And at the same time, I'd be having an amazing coaching call and getting to this oh my gosh, it's about that time that your sister did that thing, right? This is the whole reason why you don't feel safe to move weight off your body. And it was like, cool. And then we didn't really know what to do with that. Sometimes that would shift it. And then other times, more often than not, it would just be like, cool, right? It's like consciously we're aware of something, but what, what, how do we actually shift that and change that? And that's when I found the world of subconscious reprogramming, NLP, quantum time technique, all the different strategies to help shift underneath, like what is actually happening, right? You said at the foundation level, what were those thoughts and beliefs? And once we added that into the support for the physical body, we started to see people changing just like that, just like that. And it was that people who had been at this for seven years doing all the things. And I mean, their food's way cleaner than mine will ever be. And they're so aware of everything they're doing and yet not where they want to be. And we would discover there's just common patterns of beliefs underneath it. The beliefs then leading to a certain habits and the habits and leading to a certain identity. And then they're living that out and staying where they are, their physical body was staying in pain or endometriosis or autoimmune or OCD or ADHD, whatever it was, they're staying in that pattern. And then with the new tools, those were shifting really quickly. So very soon after that, we are Dr. Alex, who is my business partner, who's um, was trained in conventional medicine and functional medicine, a pain doctor, and also trained in all the other modalities of subconscious reprogramming. Together, we said, this is a different paradigm. This is, we like to call it transformational medicine. This is just a really different way. If we could bring all the tools, conventional and functional and subconscious reprogramming and hypnosis and the energetic body, if we could bring that all together, people would have an amazing toolkit to change really quickly. So we decided to start training other practitioners, leaders, coaches to use the process that we have been using, and that's very successful for rapid transformation. And I know you experienced it. So that is yes. the, the story that brought us here to this podcast. Yes, such a good story. So I love that you mentioned that you were trusting your intuition. Like when those first health symptoms were coming up, your doctor said, everything's fine. Then you trusted yourself that actually there was something going on, which I think is to be celebrated because a lot of people are raised to just kind of ignore that. You know, if an authority figure, your doctor says one thing, you're like, well, the doctor said it, so it must be right. So I think that's great. And just an encouragement to anyone who's listening, who is maybe struggling with something with their health and their doctor says it's fine. And deep down, you know, it's not like that's, that's like one of those cracks, right? That's an invitation um, to kind of dig deeper. So I'm wondering 
did you like, was there a time back when you first had those health issues that you tried to kind of ignore the cracks, like just kind of push them aside? Did they just get louder or were you like from the get go, like, Oh, this isn't right. I need to start digging. Oh, great point. I ignored them for a long time, Megan. I ignored them (laughs) all the way through high school, all the way through college, all the way up until that postpartum experience where it got so loud and I had a new purpose as a new mom. I, it wasn't just about me anymore. It, it was about this other human. And I knew that I couldn't be there for her. I mean, I actually physically wasn't going to be, I, I couldn't help her. I would lie on this little mattress on the floor with her having these panic anxiety attacks and just thinking, I really hope she doesn't turn to me and need something right now. Like I was incapacitated. So I knew something, it was a rock bottom. It was a deep, deep, deep rock bottom that led me there. It was not this magical uh, knowing that I've had from forever. I've had multiple doctor situations earlier on where I was told different things were happening and I went ahead and just had a surgery and never really looked into it or what that meant or what else could be underneath it. In hindsight, when I started to learn about holistic health and and how, how that came to be and realizing there was so much more I could have done, I then, you know, had some tools to do the deep work because a lot of times when we, and this is no shame for when we're in a place and like we make a choice when we don't know, or we make a choice because it's literally just the best choice at the moment. We're all about conventional medicine when necessary. It's just that often those procedures aren't necessarily solving what's underneath it. So you may temporarily restore something, but the thing that got me there in the first place the beliefs that got me there in the first place were still there. So the belief that I needed, like you said, someone outside of me, uh, some, some authority figure to tell me what to do or not to do, that was strong. That was a really, really strong belief. So doctor says you need this surgery. I say, okay. Dentist says you need this tooth pulled. Okay. And it wasn't until I had done enough of these things that, and they didn't turn out, meaning I didn't feel better afterwards. They didn't shift. It didn't seem right that I started to say, oh, okay, what did, what was that sign that I was feeling? Like I felt nervous about it, or I felt like it wasn't a great decision, but I really didn't feel like I had a choice. I now know I had a choice, but at that time, I really did not feel like I had a choice because the belief was so strong. Like there was someone outside of me who was going to tell me what to do. And in a way, Megan, the people that we worked with that were so good and we were them, Dr. Alex and I were both that person, but so good at really overriding themselves, like so good at like, I will be the best. I will get all A's. I will run that marathon. So good at just forcing themselves through in a way it looks successful on the outside. It looks like, oh, you're able to do the thing. You say you're going to do the thing and you do the thing. Or the people who come to me and they say, when I used to work directly in health and they would say, I can follow any plan or program. I can eat, eat or drop out any foods. You just tell me the list and I'll do it. And that sounds good. I mean, I thought at that time, like, oh, they have a lot of willpower and like they have just a lot of, they can just control over what they do. And there was a pattern that the people who are able to really just completely override that they were overriding their intuition, just like we were. So it kind of looks good for authority. It's great for school. You do what you say. It's great for a setup like that, where you have a boss. It's not so great for your relationship with your own body because your body's like, what the hell? Like this is this, you are, you, yes, you can force me through this, but 
we are using up resources. You will pay for this. There's, as Dr. Alex says, there's no thought is even free, right? There's a biochemical reaction even to any thought. So there is some karma. There is some energetic exchange to these things we do and we do them at the time. That's all we know. But uh, this pattern just for us to be aware of it really, really did shift a lot for us. Yeah. Okay. So that's amazing. Um, I feel like most people probably have a similar experience, um, who have done this work where, you know, they, they did what the doctors told them or, you know, whatever, whatever authority figure their boss told them, or their parents told them for a certain amount of time. And then eventually they gained enough evidence that was like, like tipping the scales, you know, like, well, I don't have enough evidence anymore that the doctors are always right. And now maybe like, maybe it's time to switch and start listening to my own intuition. Um, so like, I've kind of feel like it's this, um, kind of balancing act once you've got enough evidence and you start to realize, Oh, like I've been doing this and it's not working. That's when it sounds like that's when you were really just ready to start kind of digging in to a, a new approach. Um, okay. So you said you were working with your health coaching and your functional medicine clients, and you were seeing some of them get results and some of them having like some beliefs underneath that were keeping them from getting results. So I'm wondering, um, if you have any specific examples of that, like what were some, some of those cracks that were showing up in people's life? I really want um, everyone listening to be able to start spotting these cracks. Like that's kind of my goal here is like, and I think you're a great person to speak to this because you have so much experience both personally and with the the people you've coached. And then now the people you're training, you just have such a wealth of um, experience. And so I would love to hear maybe some examples that you have of like, oh, this belief showed up in this like really obvious like thing that happened in someone's life, um, whether it's your own experience or a client that you had. Absolutely. So uh, this process requires people to take their critical thinking out a little bit, like take their conscious mind off because sometimes you're like, that's not actually related, Megan, right? Like that's just the physical body. And then this is something else that happened to happen at that time, right? That had nothing to do like my home, for example, I can give you a example of when we moved into a new house. We bought our first house ever. And, um, on our podcast, becoming zesty, I have a whole personal series where I go deep into the situation my husband and I were in. So if you want to hear that, you can hear the story, but essentially my husband, um, had had an affair a few years prior and we had gone deep into the work, uh, to recover our relationship and for me to recover my beliefs and my feelings around that. And in, after this had happened, we're now in a good place and buying a home for the first time ever. And so in hindsight, I can look back and see exactly what fears and beliefs were happening that then led to the physical symptoms in my body or me, I'm going to use the word manifesting, but calling in a very specific situation where we ended up buying a home that was full of mold. Now that may be outside somebody's model of the world that like my beliefs caused me to buy a home that had mold. And at the same time, we see this pattern really 
often with people when they are ignoring what we call the energetic body. So they're ignoring like, what is the best thing for them? Like this, maybe they're forcing themselves to go to a job every day that they absolutely hate, or they're with a partner that is just like not the partner for them, or just something about the setup is soul sucking, like the environment. And often when that happens and we force the, the round peg in the square hole for a really long time, we'll end up seeing the disease, like the physical things show up in the body or people will attract some scenario. And I say attract because it looks like it's random, but um, this is like the athlete who's been working out way too hard. And then all of a sudden has the injury because really their body wanted to stop. Or in my scenario, I'm scared to death to actually be committing to buying a home with a partner that we had had a little bit of a rocky background in. And this was a big commitment. I know we're married. We have kids. It may seem like not a big deal, but this financially combining owning a home, it's permanent. It's, it was a big deal. And both of us had tons of fears around it that we were not addressing at the time. We didn't have all the tools. And there was a lot of like internal pushback on like moving into that home. So moving into that home, we correlated with being very scary and potentially, um, not a good situation, right? Whatever my brain made that mean. So fast forward, we move in and magically within the first couple of weeks, we realize we actually can't move into this home because it's filled with mold. So like we get, we all get sick, all of us, well, except for um, my daughter and we have to move. And so it just, it was like six months because we had to remediate and it was like a whole process, but there was this six months of time where we couldn't actually be in the home. And during that time, he and I both had to do a lot of processing around beliefs about being together and things working out long-term and it being safe to combine our finances and live together and have this home and that we really were on a good path. And there was a ton of healing that happened during this time where we were displaced from our home. I, because I was displaced from the home, I met my best friend ever here who has been like the cookie crumb friend of like, Oh, here's the next book I'm reading. And every single book resource program event is like the next perfect thing for my transformation. She just, she always, anything she even mentions that I don't go by the rule of three with her. I'm like, she says it once I'm in. <laughs> so I, you know, really zooming out, excuse me, to this bigger picture. There were all these things that lined up in my life to set me up to get the learnings and the transformation in not a so kind way, but based on like the fears I had and the stuff I really need to work through in the relationship. And we will see this over and over and over with people with different things going on in their body, like things going on in their thyroid. And as we dig into it, we realize they're so scared to use their voice. They're so scared to speak up. We'll have people, a lot of examples with people around releasing weight, where as we dig, because they're doing all the things that would on paper cause that to happen, right? And even I'm like scratching my head. I'm like, gosh, I don't even know. Like we've got your labs. We've got the functional medicine. We've got the detox. We've got, we've got everything. And then we'd get to some belief underneath there. And there would be something of, you know, a, a mom or a previous partner or someone had always really nagged at them about their weight. And so that person had equated that if I do lose weight, I'm proving that person, that nasty person in my life right. Like that they were right that I needed to lose weight to be worthy. 
So they're like, no, I don't need to lose weight to be worthy. I'm worthy in my body right now as I am, which we told, I believe, and I want them to believe. And they had equated, but losing weight would mean they were right all along. And so discovering things like that and um, acne, for example, often there's something around, you know, showing your face, being seen, um, having a really big mission in life, but being afraid to do it. Right. So that's going to stop them. They're like, well, I, I can't go live on Instagram. I can't start the thing because my face, my acne. And as we'd get to these deeper fears or beliefs or whatever it was underneath it, and we would clear those this physically Physically, I would see acne just be gone, <laughs> just start to go away. And they were doing the same thing. They were taking the same protocol. They're eating the same foods. There was no change that you could see other than a belief change. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm, I'm sold. This stuff is crazy powerful. And as a caveat, we still do believe the physical body is very important. So I am not going to advocate to that person, like go eat total, you know, go to the drive through every day and, you know, don't care about where your food comes from or the source and just work on your beliefs. It's not an all or nothing. That person that was doing the things that were great for their body and skin, they just, there was something else there. Right. So it, once we brought that last part together, uh, that's when the magic happens. Okay. So for the listeners who are not, who have not gone through the trainings that I have, or you have like what you just said, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I like, I get it. And that makes so much sense to me, but I feel like you may have just blown everyone's mind. Who's not trained in this stuff. Like, wait, what there's like, my beliefs can cause this health stuff. Like what my fear of being seen can cause acne or like, wait, like, you know, I feel like I'm hoping that if you're listening to this, your wheels start turning and you start maybe trying to connect some dots to the, the thoughts in your head and how they're expressing in your physical body. And so I want, I want to know if you, Megan, like, do you have, if someone's out there and they're like, I've never thought of this before, this is like light bulb moment. Like what is even happening? Their world is kind of flipping upside down. Like what would be like a really simple next step for them? Um, like, can you give them like a journal prompt? Like how could they start kind of digging just like that little digging, um, not a huge, they don't have to go to the trainings yet, you know, not yet, but, um, like what could they do like tonight that they could just kind of start getting that shovel out and start digging a little bit. Beautiful question. Our body and our emotions are there to give us signs of when we're not in alignment or when we're actually not headed the direction that is best for us. So easy journal prompt or easy way to start looking at this is that you can be aware of any time you're interacting with, I say yourself, meaning it could be your own thoughts or interacting with somebody else. They say something when your emotions tell you, right? We'll use the word triggered of, right? You're having an emotional response to something they've said. That is your sign that there, that is the communication from your physical body that what was just said, your emotional body is now telling you what was just said. There's something that is uh, deeper about that. There's something we call perception is projection. So anytime something is popping up in your environment that you don't like, it um, reflects back on you. You can only see things that are you. So you get to say like, okay, I feel very triggered by what that person said right now. What is it about that statement? 
what am I making this mean? What is it that they just said that I believe they're doing? And one of the best things to turn around is just where do I do that? So if you are going to write out phrases like, he always blank, like pick someone in your life that irritates you. No one ever blank, like no one ever listens to me. No one ever appreciates me. They always ignore me, right? So if you have statements like that, those are really good ways to just start to get some of your general, those are going to be your general beliefs. Um, Even like when I was writing this, I was like, they always leave crap out on the kitchen counter, right? So this is like my family. And then what you get to do is cross out the he or they and then turn around to I. So like, I always leave out stuff on the counter. I don't appreciate me, right? You start to try on these statements. Is there a feeling to that? Or are you doing it somewhere to someone else? I don't appreciate others. You're like, oh, geez, right? Because sometimes we're wanting to be appreciated. And then we realize, one, maybe we can't receive that. Or two, we're not appreciating others. So in this process of perception is projection, you get to actually end the projection by starting to do the thing the other way around. Meaning if I don't feel appreciated, now I can say, where can I appreciate others? Because if I'm not appreciating others, then I'm not going to be able to receive it back. Or if there's a pattern, if you're in business and you want people to interact with you a certain way, like you want them to join your program and pay in full, then are you doing that? Like, are you doing that in your life? However you want people to interact with you, you start to do that with them. So these little statements can help bring out the awareness of anything that's just not in alignment because your emotions are going to let you know. The emotions are going to start to tell you like there's something here that is allowing you to not just be neutral on it. Because if I'm walking down the street and someone yells out the window like, you're a green alien, I'm I'm going to have zero feeling about that. Right. I don't, I don't resonate with that. I, they don't know me. Right. There's no story around that. But if someone drives down the street and they're like, you know, for those of you who can't see me, I have red hair, but if they're like, you're a stupid ginger. <laughs> right. And if I have feelings about like, oh my gosh, I had a hard time learning. I'm not that smart. Um, being redhead is horrible. I don't believe that. But right. If whatever the beliefs are, And if that's if they say that, even though they're a stranger and they don't know me, I may still have a feeling about this and start to create stories around it. So then I will emotionally have something going on. Right. But the statement that's just thrown out there that I don't resonate with, it's going to be totally neutral. And so the goal, my goal, the goal we want for everyone we work with in transformation is getting to those statements become neutral because they're never about you. They are about whoever is yelling it. And even if that is their opinion, okay, but it doesn't actually have anything to do with us. So we start to just be able to see it from this higher perspective of, okay, that's that really has nothing to do with me. Or I don't know how many of you listening have had something where someone's actually trying to compliment you, but you have all these beliefs around you not being good enough. So what you hear is the opposite. And then they're like, no, really, like I was saying you did a good job and you heard sarcasm. So often it's not even what the other person is saying. It's just what we believe in ourselves. So we're slowly uncovering those cracks. Megan said, I love that. Uncovering the cracks so that if we're filling in the cracks for ourselves, then we don't actually have to rely on others to do that for us because 
the cracks are full and there's no water getting in. And when someone says it, that it just, it's just, okay. It just bounces right off the house, like strong foundation, strong walls. It's just, they are what they are and we are what we are and that's it. Yes. I love that you brought in the perceptionist projection. That was one of my favorite things that I learned from our first training that I went to. Um, and just a quick example for any moms out there. Um, when I got home from that training, my, uh, one of my kids was just in a very strong habit of throwing a fit. Like anytime you put dinner down on the table, she just like scream. Like, I mean, it just didn't matter what it was. And it really bothered me. Like it was really triggering to me. And so I used the tools that, I mean, a lot of them were just what you can do now, just even hearing what Megan has already said, um, but just asking like, okay, what, like, what about this is bothering me? Like, like, I don't, it doesn't really matter if she likes my food. Like, it's not about the food. It was more like that she wasn't approaching it with gratitude. Like she's not grateful for what I'm doing for her. And so then I used the perceptionist projection. I was like, all right, am I being grateful? Like, am I showing people or showing myself that I'm grateful for the things that I'm doing? And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not at all. So I was like, I need to fix that. Like once I fix that, things are going to change. And so I implemented like morning gratitude journal. And I kid you not, as soon as I started that, she stopped her meltdowns, like stopped them. And if she might throw a fit a little bit, but I'm, it just like brushes off of me because it's not like, it's not triggering that part of me. So that just popped into my head that like, I mean, I just, I love the stuff. And if you're, I'm hoping that if you're listening and this is totally new, that you're starting to be like, wait, maybe there's something here. Maybe I really need to start looking at these things that are like, bothering you, then you're just like, why is this bothering me? Um, because it's not that hard to really like find a big shift, um, in one of these specific moments. Um, that's a really good example, Megan. That's, I love that one. And this will happen a lot where I will say to people, okay, you like you, this isn't manipulation where you're like, well, now I'm going to appreciate you. So you better appreciate me. Although the thing that happened, it happens over and over and over again. I'm sure not every time, but it seems to be every time that when we do that part, we do our part. And then people will be like, I don't know, like my mom just called me and was super nice after I cleared all this stuff. And it just happens over and over. So like this, I don't know exactly what's happening in the energy quantum field and us all being connected. And it, it really happens too many times for it to be coincidence. Yes. And I mean, it's, it's just awesome. I mean, and it's, it's great having you here and just sharing your experiences too, because, um, I have been very excited about all this stuff since getting home. And I've been like, Oh my gosh, I like, I love this stuff. And people are kind of like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I think it's great to have like really specific, you know, Oh, your kid is throwing a fit like, or, Oh, you have these thoughts of like, he doesn't appreciate me. And then how can you like really like tangible examples? I love that. Um, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about how you've transition. So you were health coach, functional medicine, you were coaching people with their own kind of health journeys. Um, and then you started digging into the subconscious reprogramming world. And then at some point you and Dr. Alex decided to start your own certification program. So can you tell a little bit about how you went from a, like coaches yourselves to now your trainers of coaches? Yes. So 
the patterns couldn't be ignored once we added the subconscious reprogramming tools. Not only that, but Dr. Alex uh, really teaches strongly about the emotional and energetic body in a way that I don't really know anybody else does. So what we found is that there's, you know, there's NLP and there's hypnosis and there's different tools that were awesome. And some of them seem to be ignoring the, the emotional body and the energetic body. So we wanted to make sure that people were considering the physical, the mental, the emotional, and the energetic in every aspect. And when we go through habit change, because we do a two-day habit class and habit event, we are going through all four bodies because the jump often is just to jump into one area, like jump into just like the physical, like, oh, well, like put my toothbrush in front of the door so I don't forget to brush my teeth. And really underneath that was a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> there was so much involved in that about um, being overtired and overworked and not feeling they're worthy of rest. Right. And so without getting into like, what is, what are those, the mental body saying about it? What is your emotional body saying about it? What's your energetic saying, body saying about it? Um, the transformation would happen because I think we always transform. It's just very, very slowly. So we said, how can we help people transform faster? So one, we're adding all these processes together. We're bringing the best of all of it together as a coaching package. But then two, we also said, well, we can only help so many people, but if we train leaders, coaches, practitioners, moms, right, people who are impacting the lives of many other people, then that is going to ripple out faster because our goal in life is that not only will we help transform individuals, but we will actually in the process help transform medicine and conventional medicine. And this is going to lead out into all the coaching industries too, like life coaching and um, communities and that kind of thing. But for us, since we started in medicine and Dr. Alex still is in pain medicine, um, really getting that to trickle down. So a, a lot of times at our trainings, we have, acupuncturists, naturopaths, uh, we have doctors, nutritionists, you know, RDs, we have all different people coming in from nurses, the medical world who can now add this. It's not a requirement at all. We have lots of people come for personal growth or a leader, if you're a leader in any area, but we see how fast that then transforms. Like it's a different level when they're bringing those tools to all the people that they have in their life. And that was the reason that we started to shift from the one-on-one -on -one, helping one person at a time to now helping groups of people who are helping other groups of people. And you can use the model of the work we do in a group coaching program. So then you, you can scale up really quickly. We can see how fast one person starting to transform changes their whole community. And that that's just been really empowering for us and really, really fun to watch. Yeah. So a couple things. Um, you and I know that when, you know, someone might see, you know, these cracks in their health specifically. And then once they start doing the work, they see it in all other areas of their life. So it's like our brain is very connected. And um, I, I have seen that in my own life and I have seen that in the clients that I've been working with. And I feel like for what you guys are doing is so beautiful because you're kind of doing the same thing. You're, you're pouring into like these small group of people and then they're going out to change not only their own life, they're going to go home to their families and they're going to be able to use these tools in their own life, but they also have all their clients or their patients or, 
you know, if it's a teacher, if they have their students, they have everyone in their life that they're going to be able to just transform. So like the exponential effects of this neck, this leap that you guys have taken is really cool. And um, I'm curious, <laughs> tell me if this is true or not, but it seems like that would have been a big leap to go from we are coaching one-to-one to all of a sudden deciding, okay, now we're going to we're going to put on our own certification program. Like you say it, like, it's not a big deal, but was it a big deal? Like, was it just, Oh, this is just what we're going to do. And this is fine. Or was it a little scary at all? Or how was that in terms of trusting your intuition? It was a huge deal, Megan. It was a 10 year goal. It was a 10 year goal to someday train practitioners and have a certification. And that 10 year goal got shortened down to one. And what happened was, <laughs> We can well, we we do what we ask our students to do. We put ourselves in situations that expand us and really push us to our limits. And we make sure we are committing to programs, certifications, trainings ourselves uh, quarterly to always be doing that. And so in the process, I went to an 18-day speaker and trainer training. And this training pushed me <laughs> far, far, far beyond my limits. Even just leaving, I left my family for 18 days. It started December 1st. So you can imagine that led right up to Christmas and all the beliefs that came out around that. So we have such a strong belief that to become a successful leader in, 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 in our world, becoming a successful leader really become allows our individual life and success to happen too. So it's not independent of like, it's just this big grand thing. I know that selfishly and in a good way, selfishly, like as I transform there, that I know that trickles back into like my everyday personal life, my health, my growth, my family. So there's multiple reasons why I want to expand and transform. I know each time I put my Myself in a little bit of an uncomfortable situation that I'm able to create those new neural pathways. I'm able to rewire those old fears and beliefs. And then over time, it becomes harder and harder to kind of, to shake me, right? I'm just triggered by less and less and less. I have to make a much bigger leap for that fear to come up, which allows me to be very flexible. It allows, and that's one of our concepts that we teach is like the more flexible you have, the more you can help people. Right. So if you're super flexible and they need you to lie on the floor and throw a tantrum from them for them to break up themselves out of the state they're in, if you can do that as a coach, if you could be super silly, then you allow them to be, and you can allow them to have a breakthrough. But if you're really worried about how you look or making everybody feel comfortable so that you can never sit in silence, that's a really common one as a coach. You're like, Oh, I can't ever make them uncomfortable. So you fill in the space. You're not allowing the client to have that level of transformation because they don't even get uncomfortable because <laughs> you were too uncomfortable to let them get uncomfortable. So as we were, you know, finding that this process helped us so much and we, we shortened the 10 year goal to the one year goal because we had coach and a mentor and we had a guideline and we, we saw a way to do it. And we said, well, the only way to actually do it and figure out if we want to do it is to do it. And so we, we did take that leap. And that first training was like a, a real stretch 
for sure of like, really, really hope this turns out the way we planned it to, because you just don't know. And in this process, in this training, people do go up and down, right? Like they're working through stuff. So as the stuff comes out, sometimes they're, they're in frustration or they're, you know, they're clearing things and they don't necessarily aren't that happy about it in the moment. So we're over here, like crossing our fingers, like, yep, hope this turns out great. And of course it did. And we kept doing it, but that our trainer said to us, you know, they said, you think that getting coached, you have a big transformation or up level. So they're like the biggest up level will actually be to coach and to run a training of coaches. You're going one step further. So we went into it with like, okay, we're here to learn just as much. Every single event that we're hosting, I have just as big of um, a transformation up level, just as many discoveries about myself, my beliefs as the attendees do. I mean, everybody is mirroring everything back to me. Everything that people think they're going through in the training that's just about them. I'm like, woohoo, I feel that one. That's my belief coming up. And they're showing me right in front of my face, right? And so it it expands our ability to be able to sit there. Being able to sit there with people's emotions has been one of the biggest growth factors for me of like, it's actually okay, not just okay. It's probably the, some of the best healing work they've ever done to have you be okay with just their, their body being in a freak out, their mind being in a freak out, their emotions being in a freak out. And we'll have people say that over and over again. Like we just felt like you just held steady. You held the space steady, the container steady. So we have to keep up with our transformation work to be able to hold the space steady. Cause as we're growing, we get bigger and bigger trainings. We need to be able to hold the space. So everybody in it feels totally safe from a subconscious level, meaning they're like, okay, I am in a place where I am being supported and held and there's guidelines. And yes, they may seem a little strict, but that's because I'm safe. And then they will allow their unconscious mind will allow them to actually get into some really deep stuff in in two days when you're away from your environment or seven days, if you come to a seven day training, you can, you can change some massive neural pathways when you're completely out of your environment and you feel safe to do it. Yeah. So one thing I heard you say was that it's just kind of a reframe. So instead of thinking, oh, so for you, instead of thinking we want to do this thing in 10 years, like that's what we're going to do. It's safe. We're just going to kind of steadily move towards that goal. Um, you decided, you know, we want to do this. So why not now? And you had the tools and you kind of took this leap and in doing so you kind of, you just, you had the attitude of this is like, I'm going to grow through this instead of, well, that's a little scary. So I'm going to choose to just stay in my little safe bubble, um, which I think a lot of people just equate feeling scared and nervous to do something with like, oh, that's not good. Like we shouldn't do that. So what you're saying is you were a little scared, a little nervous, perhaps before that first training that you did and you did it anyway. Is that right? I wasn't a little scared, Megan. I was terrified. (laughs) And yes, I did it anyway. So speaking on a stage was not something that comes natural to me. Or, I mean, when I told my dad I was doing a speaking training and would be speaking on stages, uh, he's like, really? The person that he couldn't get me to even come up in church and read, right? It was like, I didn't even like to ask questions, be asked questions around the, the dinner table in the evenings. They would do this whole like, everybody tell the best part of your day or something you're grateful for. And even that would put me in fight or flight. So 
to say this was a stretch in my personality is yes, it was. And that was the cool thing is I got to realize um, I can do uncomfortable things. I can make it through those things and I grow during those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's wonderful. And just so great to hear from me who I look up to you as a mentor. And when I went to my, the two weeks that I went to in your in-person trainings, you just looked like you had it all together. And it's like, well, well, I'm terrified just sitting here. How is she putting this thing on? So it's great to just remember that you are human and you have emotions and you did it anyway, which I'm so grateful for. Um, so that's wonderful. We always think everybody else has it together. It's so such a fun thing that the brain does to us, right? It's like this, thinking that someone doesn't have the emotions that we do or the feelings, right? It's amazing. And of course, as we do the work and transform, we do get less bothered by things. It's just, it is so fascinating. And I've done it too with people, mentors, people I look up to or that were like, oh gosh, well, that wouldn't bother them. And then as we've been in like high level masterminds and met these amazing entrepreneurs and people who are making tons and tons more money than us. And as we talk to them, we're like, oh, you all have the exact same <laughs> crappy beliefs that we have or had. Like, this is just the human experience. You're just a little bit further along down that path and have uncovered some of them, but we do all have them. So it, it is cool to know that. Dr. Alex and I do make a point. We attempt, it doesn't always work because some people will still decide that, oh, you're, you have it together, but we really do attempt to be super honest, open, and vulnerable. We share some of the stories, some of the hor- horrible stuff about ourselves, even when we're currently dealing with stuff right now, when we're like, hey, yeah, we're coaches and leaders and trainers, and we're still dealing with our stuff. And, and most people say to us like that, that's really comforting. And at least we know we're, we're all in this up and down human experience is just kind of like, do we have the tools and resources? That's the difference is that we do believe we have the tools and resources. So we're a little bit more like bring it on because we know, okay, it might be hurt a little and we have the tools and resources. It's just going to be a matter of doing it. Yes. That's such a good point because it's like, you know, if you're going to go hike Mount Everest or something and you don't have any tools or like any of the equipment you need, you'd be like, that's terrifying. I'm not going to do that. And for good reason, like you don't want to go there if you don't have the tools to handle whatever's going to come your way. But instead, if you've got the training and you got the stuff and you're ready to go, then yes, it might seem kind of terrifying. However, you also are like, I can handle this. I've got the training, which I love that you pointed that out. So One of the things that I love about the Zesty world is the community and just the people that you draw to you and the people that I've met through your community. Um, I've met like some of my best friends at this point through the events that I've been through and just through like online networking through your um, world, the Zesty world. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about how you view community and transformation and growth, developing habits? Like what I know it's important, but tell me kind of how you view community. Community is everything to me. It's not necessarily having a large community. It's having your people. It's having your people that you can lean on, call, rely on, and be totally open with 
when you're a disaster, you're not actually, but when you feel like you're a disaster, because I think that's the sticking point. This is a common thread we'll see is people will be like, when they're doing great, they'll reach out, they'll tell you how they're doing. When they're not doing great, we don't hear from you, right? Like, and they'll say to me, well, I didn't want to show up and be a downer, or I don't want to show, they just don't want to show that side. So when you have people in your life that you know, because they've, because when you come to these events and Megan knows, like you go through some, some stuff and you go through stuff together and then you're like, okay, well, I saw you crying about that thing. And you saw me crying about that other thing. And then you're bonded. You're like, you know what, what if we actually do just share about our struggles and what if we all do it? And then we're all safe to actually share reality of where we currently are. And then we have the tools to help each other. That's very different than feeling like you need to be a certain type of person to fit into the community. So because the community is founded around vulnerability and honesty, even if that doesn't look very pretty, it allows people to think to really just be themselves. And as soon as they're willing to do that, that dropping the masks, right? Or dropping the parts or dropping the masks. And then that's when I think the deep healing comes. And that's where, you know, the interaction of people sharing ideas. And I know Megan, everyone in our group had said, oh my gosh, Megan always has the best business ideas. Like I'll mention, they'll mention something to you. And then you're like easily able to just take that and turn it into a, like, this should be your course, or this should be exactly what your niche is. So when you have people outside of you who can see your gifts and help guide you, like you have been able to, with all of the people you were, went through training with, then think about how much faster you would go do the thing, right? Because when somebody else sees it in you, it's a little bit easier to be like, well, all right, I'll jump in and do that podcast or maybe I will start coaching, right? Somebody else sees the potential in me. So you have the safe space, you have the people to go to, you have the people who see the value in you and then the community, meaning online, but also why we love the in-person events and why we're going to do, we're going to do a two-day a uh, habit event in Dallas, Texas, not too far from you, um, August 23rd and 24th is because we want people to get out of their environment and then to be with a group of people where they can really help each other see their highest potential. Cause we're not always getting that at home and we've got life, we've got kids, we've got partners. They're just, it's a way to get out of the new environment really quickly be able to rewire for possibility. So that's what people say. They're like, Oh, I feel like I have all the possibility in the world right now. Yes. Okay. That was a beautiful segue. My next question was about the two day event in Dallas, which I'm very excited about, um, because it is so close to me. And, um, I, I, so in the episode right before this one, I shared about some of my experience inside of one of the seven day trainings that I went to. Um, and I can share from my own just personal experience that it was, it was really hard for me when, before the very first event that I signed up for to sign up for an in-person event because I'm introverted and I didn't know it at the time, but I had a lot of things from my past that were just keeping me home and like wanting to be home with my kids. It didn't feel safe for me to leave. Um, now I've gone to two seven day <laughs> events and um, I can attest to the fact that the experience of being in person is just so special. It's so intimate and it is a different kind of connection. I think through like the pandemic, everyone's just used to virtual, but there really is something special about being in person. So um, can you tell us 
more like what to expect from the two-day event. That's your next one. I know you also have seven-day trainings, but I'm curious mostly. I didn't go to the two-day event. You had one in January in Virginia Beach. I didn't go, although I followed along on Instagram and I really wished that I would have been there. But I'm curious, um, can you tell us what what to expect from the two-day event in Dallas? Um, who's it for? Yeah, give us give us the lowdown. Yeah, well, they'll get to hang out with you, right? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that's all they need to know. <laughs> no. um, so what we'll be doing is we will be creating a container where we're going to do lots of exercises, interaction processes, and tr actual training and teaching to get all four bodies on board for habit change. So what we see is people just jump into habit just with the physical body. They're like doing the kind of habit stacking or the very specific, like, okay, well, First, I'm going to put my gym shoes in front of my bed and then it's, I'm going to work out and without really considering um, all the other mental, emotional, spiritual parts that go into that. So we are going to walk step by step through that and then have ways of interacting, clearing beliefs that might be coming up. We'll be able to complete clear limiting beliefs to really get to that habit. And what is that habit for? What's the actual identity you want? What does the habit provide? Like sometimes we'll find the habits, not even really what the habit that they want. Right. So we get to dig into all of that in a container and in a way that's super safe, super connected. Uh, we have a very cool space this time. It's much bigger. Uh, there's going to be a stage. There's going to be uh, vouchers for meals for the first 50 people. We have some awesome prizes. So along with the community, you'll get to interact with all of the fabulous people who've also gone through other programs so that they can start to help you see in you, what you don't see, right? Like I said, Megan's very good at that. And this is really for uh, people who would like to be a leader in their life. So this can be a leader of yourself, a leader of your family, of your community. This could mean you actually want to, or are a coach. If you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely want to attend. If you already have a business, you definitely, definitely, definitely want to attend. And if you're thinking about it, then this could be a way of just really starting to understand your patterns and habits from a much deeper level so that we can shift them from, you know, uh, from the core, we can shift them in a way that lasts because once you get all the bodies on board, then it just becomes your identity. And now it's not, it's not willpower or a struggle to make the habit happen. It's just part of who you are. It's like, I, I eat gluten-free and that's just, that's just part of who I am. And it's never once, it's not a struggle anymore. I've been doing it for however many years. Like it's just easy. Right. But once we, we first hit a new habit, it might feel hard at first because it's not part of our identity yet. So we're helping make that jump and that leap from the old thing to the new thing in a way that will, that will last. So if anybody's interested, Megan has the details about how to join and we would love, love, love to have you there. I do. So I am an affiliate for Team Zesty, Zesty World, Zesty, whatever you want to call the community, the people that are great. Um, and so when you sign up through my link, um, I'll have it in the show notes, but it's redeemingrootscoaching.com slash Zesty. Um, I'm going to throw in a free bonus 60 minute one-on-one -on -one session with me. So it's oh totally free. So I've been trained by this, this Megan, this Megan B., red hair, Megan. It's sometimes hard to have conversations in these circles <laughs> without, um, 
referencing the hair color. Um, but I have been trained to just hear what you're saying, even if you don't even know exactly what you're saying. So I can pick out the words. I can see a body language. So if, if you're like, you know, something is just not quite right. Um, I would love to offer you that bonus session. And if I just hear you talk about it, I'm going to be able to pinpoint what is going on underneath there and help you guide you towards, um, your goals and what you're hoping to move towards. So um, I'm really excited about that. So redeemingrootscoaching.com slash zesty, you'll get to hang out with me and this other Megan, all the Megans. All the Megans. <laughs> and can I just point and, out that um, that is very generous of you to add a bonus session and uh, can go really well with this to have some thinking about the habits before you're doing the habit thing. And this training is definitely worth 2000, 3000, I would say way more than that, but we've made it incredibly accessible. It's only $197 until um, the early bird ends just June 15th. So if you're getting this two day event and the session for Megan for 197, so um, yeah, I would not miss out on that one. That's an amazing offer, Megan. Thank you. I'm excited about it because I know before I signed up for the seven day training, I had a lot of stuff that was coming up for me, even just like leaving my house and you offered a session to me to really help clear whatever was going on. Like I wouldn't, I couldn't even sign up for it without like having that session with you and really yeah, just we doing some of these being able to leave your kids. Right. So that's, right. that's really cool. If someone's like, well, I don't know if I can go because I can't leave my kids or I'm not worthy of spending that much money, or I don't travel alone. Like, or I've never stayed with other people. I don't know. Then you can go ahead and have Megan help you shift that first and make that happen. Exactly. I wanted to offer that because it was so, so helpful for me. And I'm just so grateful that I was able to go to that first event. If I hadn't had that session with you, I would not have signed up and I would have like been old me. So not, not as great of me because I'm way more happy and way better now after, <laughs> after all the work. I can see it in your face. It's fun to watch. Um, thank you. So is there anything else that you want to share as we wrap up either about the two day event in August or the, your seven day events, anything that you think I should have asked, but I didn't, or that you really just want to share anything that's coming up, go ahead and say it now. Uh, you covered everything I wanted to share, Megan. This has been an awesome experience. So you can come find us. We're still um, Zesty Ginger on Instagram. So at Zesty underscore Ginger. If anybody has any specific questions about the training, you're welcome to email um, Megan or support at ZestyGinger.com to ask us. Uh, we would love to have you there. It's going to be an awesome group of people. And um, people have asked about housing and there are options right on the site of hotels, but then we also have people after they join that are linking up and sharing Airbnb. So another cool way to get linked into the community. Definitely. I, on the first seven day event, I stayed by myself in a hotel. And the second one, I stayed in a house with other ladies and it was a lot more fun to be in a house with other ladies. Um, I will just kind of say that even though I'm an introvert, I still had time to myself. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So I do want to say just one last thing to anyone who's thinking, Oh, that sounds kind of fun. I really want to start digging into like what's going on underneath. If you feel any like of that fear or anxiety or anything coming up, I just want to acknowledge that that does take courage to really start digging deep and looking inward and maybe examining your past. Um, however, like we said earlier, when you have the tools, 
it's less scary and you can feel equipped and feel like you have everything you need. You'll have a community. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to point that out because I think sometimes we can talk about it. Like it's just really fun and great and just acknowledge that there are emotions that come up a lot of times and that's beautiful and just what it's supposed to be. So, um, thank you so much, Megan, for doing this interview. Um, you know where to find her, Zesty underscore Ginger on Instagram. Her and Dr. Alex are there. They put out great, great content. And um, definitely go go follow them and sign up for that event in the link in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, look at you go. You made it all the way to the end of the episode. That is something to celebrate. Do you know how many people don't finish the things they start? If you liked this episode and want to support me and my mission to help people find purpose, heal their past, and get results, share the love. It would be amazing if you would leave a rating and review or take a screenshot and share it on social media. And if you're ready to dig deep, do the work, and get results, head on over to redeemingrootscoaching.com to join the email list and book a discovery call to see if working together would be a good fit. Thank you so much for listening today. See you next time.